Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to episode eight of season two of Everyday Being. Um, we this this in the plan is the last episode of of the series. We don't entirely know what that will that might mean. Now it might mean that actually there's there's a break. Actually, it might mean that we we keep on going and we don't talk about seasons or episodes or anything like that at all. But on on our plan, this is the uh, last uh, episode of the of of the series, and we are really super excited that actually we have been joined by somebody else. So once again, we can, like we did with Suzanne in a previous episode, uh, we have got somebody uh, joining us, and we can see where that conversation takes us. And it's just you know super brilliant that we've got somebody here to uh, bring their uh, insights, their experiences, their wisdom their passion their energy uh into the topic of everyday being and we can see where that conversation uh goes uh steve is here before i introduce the guest steve how are you yeah really good yeah really good thanks gareth i was um <clears throat> did my first in-person program last week for probably four years nearly of a, a, a certain program I've done I did a couple last year but this is the first time we'd done one that was a sort of three-day in-person program um so it's really nice actually I, I mean I love the the, the stuff online and things because you know you can do stuff from home <clears throat> but it did make you realize there is there is a real value in getting people together as well and of course it went it went quite well so that that was that, that was sort of nice um so yeah, a bit of different, different energy, different focus. Um, what what that, do you notice most about that connection that comes from being in person? Um, I think it was that you could really notice that when we there were various sessions. I ran some sessions. We had some people come in to run sessions, and. <clears throat> you could really notice how much easier it was to, for people to be really focused and concentrated. Um, you know, yeah, of course, your phone can distract you a little bit, but people are pretty good at that, to be honest. Whereas I think when you're on screen, you definitely notice a lot of people have two screens and things and and you can just see little things popping up that then means that someone's just slightly more distracted. So I think it does really help with that sort of focus and engagement when you have yeah. people. And of course, you get more of a feel for the energy in the room as well. And when something's really landing with a group versus when maybe it's time to move on. So it's just a bit easier to do that than it is <clears throat> when you're doing that on screen. I would add as well that I think people are really appreciating that connection more so than pre-lockdown. Just being back in a classroom, back together, it's almost like a novelty and so yeah it's it's almost better than it was before I'd say yeah yeah I think that's true but how about you Gareth how's how's life been with you the last few weeks yeah no good yeah top banana I don't think I've got anything yeah. revolutionary or evolutionary <laughs> no, to, no uh, marathons to, to share. Run. <laughs> no 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 I'm, I mean I'm enjoying the sort of bliss of not having that sort of pressure and uh uh having to worry about all those things so actually you know i am in that sort of moment of if i don't want to do it i'm not going to do it so therefore i don't <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like it won't last it won't last forever but i'll certainly enjoy it uh while it well yeah so yeah no uh but in the main i'm all all good Brilliant. 
so uh, you've already had a little bit of a taste of uh, some of the thoughts and, and wisdom. I am delighted to uh, welcome to Everyday Being uh, Susie. Hello, Susie. Welcome along and thank you very much for coming to join us today for a conversation. Hi, Gareth. Thank you so much for having me. No, we are super delighted that you've you've joined. Uh, just to say for everyone, you don't need to have Suzanne and Susie in your names to come to this, uh, <laughs> to come and have a conversation uh, uh, with us. Um, uh, everyone, everyone as always in everyday be- being is welcome. Um, Susie, thank you so much for, again for for being here. Uh, we've as ever we've given you a little bit of structure, I guess, to sort of help the help the the flow and give you a chance to sort of um, prepare um, some thoughts. But uh, as ever with everyday being, we're gonna we're gonna start and we're gonna see where the sort of the conversation uh, take takes us. Um, so uh, I guess just to sort of you know kick us off and start the conversation, Susie, be really interested for you to share what everyday being means means to you. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think for me, I would describe it as an understanding that helps me to navigate and enjoy life in a in a nutshell. Um, and alongside that, to avoid the traps that otherwise can so easily get in the way if we're not more ca- cautious and kind of conscious of them. So yeah, it's really an understanding to help me now navigate life in a in a really nice way. I think that's a super lovely, lovely, yeah, dis- description. Um, I really like the your use of the word enjoy. Um, we we interestedly have sort of had people have sort of said to us, well, what you know, what what is it, what is it really all 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 about? Uh, and the word that we come keep coming back to is is happiness. What you know, what we're trying to trying to do. Um, I think you know, enjoyment is another is another wonderful word that sort of uh, you know comes comes to mind where we think about okay, what what is what you know, what's the benefits? What 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 are we trying to point at? Yeah. Yeah, and I think when I was thinking it as well, the word absurdity kept coming to me, like how, you know, absurd life can be. And you kind of observe it from that perspective when you kind of have this awareness and understanding of of that. So, yeah, that, that was another word that kind of sprung to my mind when I was thinking about it. And I like the navigate. Well, why, why well, actually, sorry, just on that, I think the, the navigate, because I think that's what we've t- touched on a few times, Gareth, isn't it? It's not saying... Yeah. It's not saying life is always perfect and, you know, always goes the way we want. And sometimes it's as much about when things aren't going great, you know, how do we navigate that? How do we look after ourselves? How do we respond more effectively to situations rather than have an expectation that we shouldn't be experiencing challenges and problems and difficulties? So I think, yeah, navigate is a nice way of thinking about it as well. Yeah. And when you uh, absurdity is brilliant, I really, really like that. What, 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 what did you absolutely mean by it? What, you know, is there some sort of examples that you've got that you look back and sort of think, oh my gosh, that that was absurd. Yeah, I think I'm feeling very poet- poetic when I came up with that word. <laughs> it's almost just when you just step back and notice, like all the things that people get caught up by, and and um, and I do still, I suppose. But when it really strikes you, you know, oh wow, that's so un- it's almost unimportant. I don't want to kind of belittle some of it, but you can you can see it from just such a different perspective, and it it kind of becomes so unreal that it's for me, it just then feels really, um, you know 
almost comical and <laughs> um yeah you just are in a much more kind of light um happy state I guess when you talk about happiness yeah so I don't know if that sort of explains what I mean <laughs> yeah I, I certainly think it does yeah I certainly know what you, you, you mean I've um I was even sort of you know thinking about some of the examples that we shared on on the sort of podcast that I've yeah one one of the things sort of com comes uh, comes to mind on my sort of uh, infamous water in the plant conversation conversation which quite frankly was uh, yeah I was thoroughly embarrassed about talking about it and I I didn't think about the word absurd but quite quite frankly my my behaviour and my thinking was ridiculously absurd in in that situation so so yeah I mean it, that that certainly resonate resonates with me. And it's amazing what we, <clears throat> I don't know, what we can take seriously, I guess. It, 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 you know, and sometimes how I still find it, even though I've been around this for quite a long time now, if I get myself in a low place and the thinking that goes along with that, you know, even though there's part of me that knows it's absolutely absurd, I think it's a really nice way. But in that moment, sometimes, you know, it's only afterwards I think, oh, my God, how did I get trapped in that again? Despite now, and now hopefully now I find that the the time when I realise I was trapped tends to be shorter. But it still staggers me sometimes. I think, oh, my God, you know, how can you still get trapped by that and treat it so sort of seriously in the thinking that you have with it? Um, yeah, it's amazing how powerful the mind is, actually. I, th I think for me as well, it's almost like in some situations I've become more of an observer of my experience. And I think that's where it then becomes quite absurd because like if I think like my brother, my younger brother, for example, like I think he's always really seen me as quite a bossy older sister and things have always bothered me about how he's been. And as we've got older, that's kind of gradually, you know, got better anyway. But definitely when we're a bit younger and I think before I started exploring this, even then there were certain things that we just niggled each other on. And for me, that's just completely dropped away, like any annoyance or, you know, thing that was. And I almost noticed like in the early days, he he was sort of looking at me really suspiciously, just like, who is who is this? Why is this not bothering her? <laughs> and that for me was almost it was almost like I was watching it I was like I know what I would have done and how I would have been and it's so not there for me anymore and it's like he was looking for it almost wow. and I was like it's gone like I just I'm not bothered <laughs> so I think that's kind of an example of where it just feels yeah you're almost like oh wow look at that isn't that funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and what impact has that had on your relationship with my brother yeah yeah I think we've always had a really good relationship anyway but I I'm ho I hopefully he can see a difference in terms of how how I am um but yeah I, th I think we've always had a gen generally good there were just certain certain things that we would you know and it would come up now and then so for me that I just haven't experienced it I would say he if he reflected on it he'd probably be like oh yeah <laughs> like no she has changed a bit um but yeah yeah not, nothing kind of I, really monumental but it's the right, i guess yeah, the small yeah. things do make a difference yeah 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 i think being able that's lovely to be able to you know when you can observe your experience you know it's lovely like sometimes like i was saying you know i i'll notice it afterwards you know oh my god you know i got caught again but it's lovely when you can catch it in the moment 
and just be able to sort of just as you to your point Susie the navigation that oh now okay I can navigate myself through this I can navigate myself through this thought or feeling or emotion and that's lovely when you can do that and you can see the impact it has yeah. on the other person it's really powerful it was fun to watch how confused he looked in certain situations. <laughs> Why is she not biting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, what, what out of interest? What were some of those things? If you can share, what that used to irritate? By the way, I actually can't even think of anything uh, off the top of my head. Um, no, I can't think. I think just general moodiness, probably. Like you know, or just yeah, that you know, usual brother and sister dynamic. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any particular examples. But we did. It's... We actually lived together through lockdown, and I think that was where I really noticed it. Right. Like I was just like, you know, there are so many situations here where we could really be in a nasty yeah. place together. And for me, I just didn't feel any of that at all. Like there no doubt were moments where he he struggled a bit, but I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I do think that's a, that's a wonderful example about how I guess with with you know with our with our understanding we can see our own thinking and see that things that probably we've historically attributed to other people and the the fact that they do things or don't do things that irritate us and fr frustrate us is actually about them and about their their actions or their behavior and what that means and ignorance or disrespect or lazy or whatever it might whatever it might be that behavior that that frustrates but i think actually you know with with, with the understanding you go oh, okay no no that's that's my thinking I've got those, I don't know, expectations, as we've talked on previous episodes, that I want things done like this. And it's not been done that way. It's not been done in the way that I would want. That's really, really frustrating. So it can be that sort of, you know, expectations that that cause um, cause cause the irritation. Or actually, you know, either se separately, it can be that no, no, this is this is just my my thinking relating to 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 this and that behaviour that's having that impact. And I, and you know, we've said on many many episodes. Actually, we genuinely think that one of the powerful first steps we can take is to is to just notice and to see our thinking and I think what you've already brilliantly described is that that way that you almost I can't remember the word used was like you're, you're almost sort of like a, a viewer of, of of what you're doing I don't think you use the word viewer but but something like like that um but then in that first instance we are the you know we can see what we're doing and by noticing and then I think what you're already describing is that actually you then not do something about it but be something about it about making it making a choice and, and actually it sounds like as well that actually it's become completely sub subconscious that actually you're not even Absolutely. not even thinking about it yeah. now yeah I think that's where where I've I've got to through that sort of noticing observing and um that's that's kind of where you get to with it you, and I think it's because you start to see the truth in certain things but I can maybe talk a bit about my experience with how I've developed <laughs> oh please that'd be um, lovely yeah and and that some of it will come through in terms of but I completely agree it does become very subconscious it's like there's no effort to for life to just be a lot easier <laughs> um yeah 
So no, I, I guess um, just in terms of when I first was introduced to this understanding, I, I started working with Steve in kind of a coaching relationship back in 2017. Um, and the initial um, focus for me was to build my confidence. So that was really what I was interested in working with Steve on. Um, and at the time I was working in a generalist HR role. Um, and so part of that role was to present and lead discussions with really senior leadership. Um, and so lots of opportunities to get quite nervous. Um, and actually, there was one discussion which I think really, really knocked my confidence where uh, the director of the team asked me a question that I didn't know the answer to. And there were probably about 10 people in the room. And I just completely froze, like nothing came wow. to me, <laughs> um, just a bit like a rabbit in the headlights. And I think that that really struck me. I was like, I had nothing. It was like my mind had just completely blanked on me and so after that I used to get really really nervous going into those meetings and to the extent that there was one occasion where I popped a boots on the way home because I had that meeting the next day and had to buy some calms tablets and I was kind of frantically running around boots trying to find these calms tablets and asking the shop assistant you know pretty much in tears just like I need some calms I need to be calm <laughs> so it was it was really extreme to be honest yeah. how nervous and, and unconfident I would feel about about that meeting um but I think like when I reflect back on that like, even at the time I knew it was irrational because I had really good relationships with those people as, as individuals they were all really down to earth you know I could easily go in and talk to any of them one-on-one -on -one, but I think it was just the pressure of that particular situation that would drive me to to just think right I'm not I'm not confident um, so, so that was the kind of early exploration that I was looking at. Um, and then obviously had some really interesting, helpful pearls of wisdom from Steve in developing, you know, working through that. Um, and I think one of them was to really think about, you know, are you, are there any occasions where you do feel confident? And I think, for me as a question that was just really helpful to reflect on because I was thinking that because I had those experiences I wasn't a confident person and that was a gap for me and so to just start to think about are there moments where I do feel confident it opened up the possibility that it wasn't a problem with me or something that I needed to fix it was and I think I listened to one of the other episodes where you were talking about confidence and some of this you know you were looking at and actually it's what gets in the way of my confidence so I started to realize actually I'm asking the wrong question here you know I was sort of saying when we were exploring this even you know we had a few sessions and, and I would always at the end of the session write so what do I need to do <laughs> you know, <laughs> that all sounds great yeah I want to be this confident person but what do I need to do and then I think the more I worked on it the more I could see that that wasn't the right question you know it was actually was starting to notice in those moments where I really wasn't confident what was happening versus in the moments where I was bringing a lot of confidence what's the difference mm. and you know I was always I, I think it took me a while to understand the simplicity of that question almost I was like well that can't be it that there must be more like you know what you're saying just sounds so great but there must be more to it but when I did sort of take that advice and started to just notice and just sit back and listen to what was going on inside I was like oh yeah that is very different you know I'm I'm creating this feeling of low confidence through my 
negative thinking or you know concern about what people might think or if I say the wrong thing you know so and the more I could see that the more I thought well I don't want to you know that's not helpful <laughs> um and and just could see you know really started to see the truth that that feeling was driven by my thinking mm. and so the more I saw that as a truth the more you notice it just really naturally um so yeah that was helpful <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice what you say about opening it's just like opening the door of possibility a lot of the time, isn't it? Because it's if you just know, if you just something go, oh yeah, there, actually there's something in that. Often that's just enough to just take you on a slightly different inquiry, actually. And it, well, yeah. I, re I I do remember walking away from those early sessions, just like that isn't going to help. Like, yeah. no, no, <laughs> I, I need more. Like I need more guidance, or I need a toolkit, or like I need to do something. Um, but then I was like, okay, give it a go, because, <laughs> and and I did, and it it was very quick. Then when I really did sort of think, okay, let's just mm. try and see, mm. and then the it kind of landing for me was was pretty quick from there. Mm. Mm. And almost one of those <laughs> we sort of talked about this on other episodes where when you start to see oh no I'm it's not that I'm not a confident person but I do definitely have experiences where I'm not confident I notice that now when I'm often when I'm working with people once they start to say, oh yeah god I'm not an anxious person but I do sometimes have anxious think you know you can almost see as soon as they start to make that distinction that is a huge shift I think because so often people think oh no I am and then they have this fixed view. And so as soon as you start going, no, I'm not that. But it's not denying the experience. But it's to your earlier point, it's oh, I'm the person having that experience. And if I'm the person having that experience, I can notice it. Then I'm not it. By definition, I can't be it because I can notice that I have the anxious thinking or I'm feeling the lack of confidence. And so it almost comes back to, I guess, in a way, Gareth, and where we've been coming from, which is well, that takes you back into being. And yeah. as soon as you start to look back there, then your experience, your relationship to the experience is different. And even that, that's enough to then take you on a different path, actually. Mm. I used to think that things were just a given, you know, if you've if you're we're in busy roles you know our, we work in a very busy environment so I was like well stress just comes from that you know it's it's not an option mm. and so it was almost a victim of the circumstances in a way whereas with this you can start to see what you're adding on to that and actually how can you get yourself into the best possible position you know from in terms of your mind I guess to tackle that busy environment in the best possible way um yeah yeah so it's helpful mm. and coming back to that moment or that time ago when you were asked that that question what what was it that you think looking back that caused the, the mm. biggest stress in terms of the role or 
No, I was I was just thinking about that example when you were at, you were asked that question and then froze. I think you you mm. you sort of said and then the impact that it had. I want I was try I was kind of I was wondering if we could go a bit deeper. If you if you know if you can recall, don't worry if you can't. But I was thinking, what what was it that those probably those things that felt like hours but probably were about six seconds or something like that when you were sort of thinking oh my god I don't know what to say oh my god what was I was just wondering what was sort of what was the self-talk that was going on on there yeah I I think they're just you should have prepared more why don't you know the answer to this To, to be honest I think in that moment it was so extreme that I I think I was just so caught caught off guard actually um right yeah um it was and I think even again like you know I used to have to do quite a lot of presenting and I there was a physical response to the level of stress that I was experiencing so that always kind of made me question is this is this just thinking but actually now that I am more aware of the thinking that happens less but I think in that example it was a genuine shutdown (laughs) it was almost nope we're out (laughs) like I can't I can't handle this yeah it was it was quite extreme and what would you do today if that sort of similar situation came up good question I hope it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) but but on the basis you couldn't you I guess on the basis you can't control whether that does or doesn't come up um and often we you know we get blindsided by things we just you know don't predict or haven't th- haven't thought about um yeah I know no, it's it's a good, it is a really there is a really good question and I think I think I've come a long way since then anyway so but I think if it were to happen I just wouldn't do all the beating myself up afterwards because I think that's what led to then really struggling you know on a on a longer term because there was so much negative thinking like oh he must think you're so you know incapable and you know and actually we had such a good relationship that all of that was so unnecessary but I really beat myself up about it I thought oh how embarrassing you know for quite a long time I'd say so I think all of that would strip away now I wouldn't I, I think I've come far enough to if I had that experience I'd be like oh well it's what it is yes yeah yeah, I think that would be the difference. So almost less less in the moment, more in the sort of the reflection and the you know the overthinking and the, yeah. the criticism that that came from from that. Exactly. Yeah. I think also what I I wonder what hap- happens is as you relate to those things from a slightly different perspective. It. I think what happens is almost like a shift in consciousness in a way, a shift in understanding about yourself, your experience, you know, maybe for that Susie in your role. And so therefore almost like, I think subtly without even realizing it, you frame those meetings in a slightly different way, but it's really interesting because I don't think often it's very conscious often. You don't need to, it's just that you just, you're just different in the way you think about it, the way you turn up to it. In a way, that's what I really love about this understanding is because it really is this um, George Pransky say all boats rise with the tide. It's like if you see something from a slightly different perspective, from a better, more accurate understanding of it, it's like all boats rise with that tide. And so I think often with this 
perspective, you notice people say, you know, you're working on one part of their life or their experience. And they go, yeah, but I've sort of noticed I don't quite get so caught up in things or I'm sort of having these different conversations with people I'm bumping into every day or God, my relationship has sort of shifted a little bit, actually. And it's really it, that happens so often where people sort of just feel like, yeah, there's just been an uplift <laughs> and they and they often can't point to because I've done this and I've been doing this and I've got this strategy for that. It's just no, they're just living life from a different perspective and therefore life is different just from that, actually. Yeah. And I think that for me was a bit of a blind spot in terms of relationships in the early days. Um, and, you know, the more we were exploring this, I, I think once we were on a, um, we were delivering a session together, Steve, and I think you referenced somebody that you'd known who had a perfect formula for ending relationships. <laughs> and I remember I called you in a bad way and I called you after and you'd, you'd kind of work with them and called you afterwards I was like I've got that formula I need help <laughs> and so um although it was absolutely kind of helping across multiple areas of my life I think that was an area that I hadn't you know been able to to see and so yeah started started looking at that but yeah I agree that it's you know you might be looking at confidence but you do naturally start to see how it can help you in other areas yeah yeah yeah, we'll often have unintentional strategies. <laughs> oh yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't. A, no, I didn't realize, no. and I didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I've got that. <laughs> yeah. How did that play out for you then? Was there anything in particular that you then noticed in you what yours was? I think I'm still. It's still an area that I'm working through, to be honest. But I, I think there was a lot around expectations and um yeah but no I'd, I'd say it's it's still it's an ongoing journey in that sense mm. um but really kind of being fixed I guess on what I thought was going to be right and what I need and right and then you know counting things out before I'd given it really a proper chance I think that was a kind of typical theme <laughs> Yeah. But obviously very subconscious. Yeah. yeah. Is there a can you have you got like a, a nice little everyday example that might sort of bring that to <laughs> life of it, Susan? I remember there was one thing <laughs> with um a like a an ex actually, but um, he'd that we were spending quite a bit of time together. It was all going quite well. But then I noticed there was a toothbrush left in the house. And that felt like a real kind of, oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not ready for this. And like <laughs> really reading into what that meant. And, you know, just over. And I think that was something that I was like, well, no, I don't, I don't think I can carry on now. <laughs> it was like, actually, is what you're reading into that? Is that actually what is going on here? And you know starting to question but my mind just so quickly went to this is what that means this is you know I, I can't do this now and it was so easy to just kind of then completely shut down um, right. because I guess I was scared and you know my independence felt challenged I think that's been something that I'm starting to see more and yeah it, it, so I'd say yeah that's kind of an, an example of yeah that's lovely <laughs> mm. 
yeah and now and now I think my mind still goes there with sort of right I'm right and this is you know now I'm definitely justified like I should just be on my own I'll be happier but I don't go with that thought so much I'm like no let's let's not you know let's step back don't make any hasty decisions I'd say that's kind of more my approach now yeah yeah but it's interesting isn't it it's a good example where you can really see that 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 pattern often of that one thing changes your feeling and once your feeling changes then the thinking that is reflective in the feeling And then it's really easy for once you start engaging in the feeling and the thinking that goes with it, it's like you find all the reasons why, you know, this is too quick or it's too serious or whatever it might be. You can sort of see then how the person unintentionally just sort of creates a weight of evidence for why they feel what they feel, not realizing, no, no, that, all of that justification is created by the feeling. It's not that justification creating the it, the feel. It's not the thing. It's not all of that that's creating the feeling. It's the feeling first, and then all the yeah. thinking that comes off the off the back of it. And it's so interesting how um, you know I've worked with a few people where they 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 can almost see that's a pattern that that just perpetuates. It's so easily missed as well. Like I really <laughs> hadn't considered that there was something you know playing out there for me in terms of I just thought it was all I was so right and why could nobody get it right and you know without really consciously noticing that um yeah but no like you say in the the feeling and, and shutting down it and then I think what you were saying around you start to look for the evidence but it's like now that I'm much more cautious of that I really notice that other people are so quick to justify your you as well because they care about you and they you know so I I still kind of share certain things with people but I'm much more kind of cautious of the advice I'm given as well but so often like people say yeah that's so true and you know like no that is wrong and that's not you know and now I'm sometimes I'm kind of like yeah no it really is but then I'll always just take a minute to just check in and yeah not not kind of go down that route mm. too quickly mm. <laughs> and and when you're saying cautious Susie um I'm careful about not put words in your in your mouth are, are you are you um I guess almost coming from a non-judgeal judgmental perspective of mm. okay that's that's information that's been said let's you know let, let's see where that 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 comes out or or and clearly there could be you know a, a lot different so go where you know go where uh, where you believe or are you saying no i don't want to hear that nope you know i've got to i've got to be i've got to be watchful of what that might mean and i think that i think in my mind they're two se- two separate things yeah. um and, but it might be something completely different. So, so I guess the better question is, what do you mean by cautious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So, what I mean by I would say cautious of my thinking. That's okay. That's what I'm being cautious of. So, yeah. yeah. And so, if I'm verbalizing my thinking to people who really care about me, or people who are, you know, wanting me to to, you know, be happy and la la la, 
and it's not the best helpful thinking I think it's easy for them to kind of go along with um what I'm saying because it sounds rational and you know they're so yeah I, I think it's more a case of they're they're potentially trying to protect me for example and, and not being completely neutral in this yeah <laughs> and so yeah. I think I still lean on people to share some of the struggles I'm having but then I'm I'm just much more you know I don't necessarily let go go with the advice a lot of the time yes. now um because I, I'm mindful that it's coming from my perspective and what I'm sharing and how I'm you know vocalizing my thinking so it's I guess a cautiousness of my own thinking but also then how people are responding to the thoughts that I'm sharing with them mm. if that makes sense mm. yeah it does totally make sense yeah and there have definitely been moments where I've been like right I've got loads of evidence now mm. and I've got loads of people backing up my evidence and so I'm definitely right and even then I'm like no <laughs> like just just yeah mm. is that all right <laughs> And I think what's, it's something that's really interesting for me, it's a real theme at the moment of, <clears throat> and it's what you alluded to with your brother, actually, is that it's really interesting, I think, for me, how your, your relationship to things comes before the thing itself. Mm. So we, where, where what we tend to do is there are things out there and those things out there are what then create my relationship to them. And, but actually, when you really examine it, you sort of realize actually it works the other way around that who we're being in relationship to our life, to people, to, to the situations of our life is actually what creates the experience of that thing. And it sort of, it's a bit difficult to track sometimes, but I suppose part of the evidence is, is sort of why um, the same individual can be experienced very differently from one person to the next. So, you know, you'll see this, Susie, in the work you do, you know, you can see there's certain individuals that someone really struggles with <laughs> and then someone else like, oh, no, I get on really well with them and I just deal with them like this and deal with them like that. And you think, well, if it was the if it was the person that was creating the relationship, then there'd be a more there'd be more consistency to it. But what you see, and you were, what you said about your with your brother was, you could really see no because if you you change, so the way you are in relationship to him, the way you show up to him changes, and therefore your experience of him changes. But also then, of course, you create a shift in his experience of you. So actually, yeah. <laughs> then suddenly you become a, a positive force in your yeah. relationship rather than sometimes, you know, if we turn up in the wrong way, we inadvertently create the opposite sort of impact. Yeah. So that's been really interesting for me at the moment is just that whole exploration of it's sort of like our knowing presence, our knowing being is what creates what we know it's sort of the other way yeah. the other way around uh, there was a book you recommended a while ago now I think it was is it Mara Gleason 
um the author i can't remember what the book's called um but i remember one thought is it one thought i think one thought changes everything yeah yeah Um, yeah and um she talks about uh when she's walking up the the driveway to see her dad i think it is or a mum, and she's already annoyed with the parent before she's even got into the house and i think that for me was really interesting as a like you say she's creating that energy <laughs> and then it's you just go into that pattern of um you know this isn't this isn't going to be a pleasant exchange because I'm already in a bad state yeah. and I remember that really resonated with me that you almost go into things expecting how it's going to be and then you've just got a really negative loop um yeah so again I guess it all comes back to the thinking doesn't it and how you're winding yourself up before you even get there <laughs> um, yeah that was so a real more... realization for I mean I knew yeah. I knew I did my training with her and then and I met her dad actually because he came and did a talk and you could see he's he's quite a, and he's very open about it. he can be quite a challenging individual and that for her was a real insight a massive insight for her as a, as a young as his daughter to go oh my god I'm creating I'm creating something before he's even walked in the house so he's not even given a chance yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah Yeah. for anything different yeah yeah but it's like you said a lot of time people just oh yeah he is quite a challenging individual and yeah that is unrealistic you know you, you people unintentionally can feed feed your negative feeling and thinking but then it's like yeah that might be true but how do you want to approach that in a way that's going to be really pleasant for yourself because (laughs) you can build on the unpleasantness or you can accept the person isn't perfect because nobody is and they might be less perfect than some others but actually how do you want to be in your most resourceful most open space to have the best experience you possibly can and I think that's so it's not to say that there aren't people who are you know less than perfect but it's almost how do I want to approach this is is the difference I guess absolutely yeah yeah and I think it also it becomes powerful for us when we make when we understand that and I think we you know we we make that conscious choice or sometimes actually you know we we can make it subconsciously as well but I think what also builds on that is when we start seeing the thinking of others and where they're coming from you know I think that becomes incredibly powerful because we I guess we do talk a lot about our own thinking and our own our own sense of being and what's going on for us but I do think that there is something that really can take it to a I don't know. I think a powerful next level is actually where you you can start to use that that understanding, and I don't know, tra- translate or use it to understand the thinking and 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 where others are coming from as as, as well. And I think that 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 just has such a re- really powerful impact and effect. And it's sort of true. Just quickly add to that, Gareth. I think you know, if if you're really present with someone. And they feel your presence and your acceptance of them. You know, if your feeling towards them is is open hearted, as an example, you literally change the way they talk and the way that they think and express themselves. And I think that's massively over underestimated. That so often, I think, if people feel 
someone has a particular view of them or they sense there's a bit of judgment in there you and you think of it for yourself you 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 change the way you express yourself you change what you think you what you talk about because you think oh he might react to that or she might take offense to that so you sort of subtly start to alter the way you express yourself whereas i think when some you really feel someone really just genuinely connects with you human to human you can really feel how your you, your guard goes down and you just express what's on your mind and i quite often you know people will say oh crikey i've never thought of it you know they'll be talking and they'll be almost like hearing their own thinking and saying oh do you know as i'm as i'm telling you this i'm sort of thinking and you can almost like feel like oh my god they're developing their thinking mm. in that moment because you're you're holding that space for them you're holding that sort of a space of acceptance and it literally changes the way they think about themselves or the way they're they're expressing themselves and i think that's really underestimated so often that we're we're slightly sort of guarded about what we say or don't say and if you you know, it's lovely, I think, when you really feel like someone's really just holding that space to you and you can be literally who you are. Warts mm. and all. <laughs> and I think that has a wonderful attraction attraction and magnetic force. Yeah. I think it does. Really hard to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no yeah. it's true when you have moments where if, you know you are in that space and yeah you can see the value for sure yeah but equally i, I do think i don't know there, there is some sort of Uh, the thing I was, the thing that was in my head was actually, it, but come back to your comment earlier, Susie, about but it, it's effortless. So something that is really hard to do, but equally yeah. is effortless. That's that's just a bit weird and odd, but I but I fundamentally <laughs> believe that. Such a contradiction, isn't it? I, yeah, I think when you're there, it's effortless, and when it's yeah, it, but equally you can so easily get in the way. I guess that's the bit that maybe not maybe hard to do is the wrong way of putting it but how easy it is to get in your own way yeah might be a better way of describing it mm. yes mm. yeah i think that's where the feeling is helpful to tune in i can notice that for me you know if, I, if i'm speaking to someone i can just notice my feelings slightly sort of just off a bit it, it just catching that and and being aware of that and then almost using that as a as a cue to, to okay just get present just get present because you can't mm. can't manufacture the feeling as su- i don't think you can manufacture the feeling as such but you can the feeling i think comes from the presence and so when you're really just present with someone that's that's where the feeling comes from so in a way you can't control the feeling but you can be more mindful of being really present just really present and really open and really curious and then my experience is the feeling sort of comes from that and I think that was another early pearl of wisdom that you shared was around looking at feelings as a barometer of your thinking Mm -hmm. and so we are quite 
you know aware of our feelings a lot of the time maybe not as much as we should be but almost if it doesn't feel good if it's not a positive feeling just be cautious of how you're approaching a situation and I think that has been really helpful um you know and absolutely doesn't you know sometimes I get caught by just plowing into something but if I am a bit more mindful like you say of does this not feel harmonious then maybe it's not the right time to be having the conversation or um yeah engaging with this and just let yourself move away from it and and see if a new thought and state of mind comes yeah, yeah. but that was helpful the sort of feeling as a barometer was helpful to keep in mind for me yeah that's lovely and, and equally that's hard at times isn't it to where you go now now is not the time that that uh, personally i've always found that one, that yeah. one to be a uh, i know i know that it's not the time but i'm gonna do something about it anyway and go with yeah. it yeah, yeah. I, i've definitely had that where things have just bubbled up and been like no <laughs> no no <laughs> it just comes out and i'm like oh that was damaging <laughs> um, so, yeah yeah, I've, I've still, I still get trapped. It's like it, I don't know. It's almost like a, you know, sometimes you've got a scab that's really healing, and but it gets that itchy stage. Yeah, it feels like that sometimes that you sort of know, no, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't do anything, and it's like that. You can't quite <clears throat> stop yourself scratching. My wife, I think I've used this example before. My wife's actually quite good at going. You're not in the right state to talk about that. It's like, oh no! And she goes, no, seriously, you're not in the right state. It's not that. It is like, okay, no, you're right. <laughs> Helpful, but it's so tempting. <laughs> yeah. Just let me have this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like thought. I don't know what it is, isn't it? It's just like the thought. Just, I don't know. Just, it's like it entices you. It's like it just draws you. Just draws Convinces you. you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I know there's been loads of occasions where that's crept in. You know, I'm in um, a long-term relationship now and it's long distance. So lo- it is relatively challenging relationship. And there have been so many occasions where the thoughts have tried to convince me, you know. But yeah, I think I think just don't even know what the difference is. I'm just, I, I guess I've said it already, but yeah, the cautious, cautious and just no, don't go with that. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing how quickly it can lift when you do just let things go and it doesn't, it's no longer a problem. Mm. It can feel so real in the moment and like, no, this one, I've really got to tackle this. And then, you know, next week it's like, what was that even about? <laughs> um, so, yeah. And it's hard, isn't it? Because a long term relationship, it's <clears throat> because you are not having those daily interactions everything sort of gets magnified a little bit isn't it so i think you know what you've done to navigate that you can really see you know that makes a huge difference but that where you're coming from and the, the, the way you're engaging with it because it's so easy for things to get sort of misinterpreted inflamed except you know there's that because of the long distance aspect to it. So you can sort of see sometimes this perspective is actually more powerful in those situations, you know, because 
there isn't that just the daily interactions where you can just smooth things through and you just have more of things that balance each other out it it, so it's uh, yeah i think you can you can really see what a difference it can make um when you when you've just got more of an understanding of what what where you're coming from in the relationship Mm. Yeah, and I think I've noticed as well because we've we've been able to see each other reasonably regularly, um, but there are times when I really really struggle with the distance, and other times when I'm just okay and I'm just getting on, you know, with day to day, and it's it's like it's just kind of flowing and it's really nice. And so then you start to wonder, well, it's still the same distance, it's still the same amount of time we haven't seen each other, but at the moment I'm really coping fine, and you know, it's all it all feels really good. So yeah, you start to think, well, it's not it's not the actual circumstance that's the variable. It's how I'm engaging with it, it's how I'm feeling, what state of mind I'm in. Um, and so yeah, the more I, I see that as well, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's just helpful to see, isn't it? Um yeah. and then when th- I guess when it is more of a low point or thinking, oh no, this is too challenging you just you see it as more temporary you know in terms of this too shall pass I think that was another thing early on you shared Steve around you know whether things are good or bad you know nothing remains the same forever and so trusting that things will lift and shift and you know it it will be um, easier Mm. Mm. yeah what difference Susie have you noticed in your being in your relationship when you're together and when you're apart yeah that's a good question I think I'm much more generally like if I look at the whole kind of year and a half I think when we're together I'm much more at ease and relaxed and present and just enjoying um versus when we're apart I'm like right five more weeks <laughs> like you know on countdown almost and this is so frustrating and why you know why can't we just have a nice normal relationship so you know all <laughs> of that kind of thinking gets in the way of just being getting on nicely I suppose yeah um, yeah so that would be my main observation I'm just much more in the moment I guess when we're together yes and I probably am over- oversimplifying this but actually that's I think that's a beautiful example of some of the stuff we've talked about, about that. One of them is in the moment, absolutely present, connected in that utter now. And then the, the other situation is is in the future <laughs> or counting down towards, towards the future, but certainly not present in that. And then yeah. because of that, future state then all the thinking that that comes that comes from that and yes of course there is the there is the physical nature isn't it that you know you are a long way apart from each other so of course that's the circumstances but actually it's it's the thinking that actually that's having that impact isn't it yeah exactly and I think when things are okay when we're we're apart it's because I'm just like well we're gonna see each other we're you know we're in contact and I'm seeing all the people here you know that I really enjoy spending time with I'm working I'm you know I'm engaged and like in terms of engaged in my work and so (laughs) um you know then yeah it's just the thinking drops away I guess all of the kind of 
oh it's so long oh gosh we're so far away when that's not there I'm able to just enjoy yeah the the present of being here and you know doing my normal life (laughs) yeah yeah I suppose it's a good example, isn't it, in a relationship, how <clears throat> I think we've covered this before, that you do realise that relationships flourish far more effectively the more you reduce your need of the other person. And because it's more than unconditional, you're more in the relate, you're more in your sense of who do I want to be in relationship to them? And I don't have an expectation of how they should be because it's about me being who I want to be in relationship to them. Now, of course, you know, if you never saw each other again, you know, you go, well, okay, that might that might be an issue. So it's you, you can, you know, I guess, you could take that too far. But but what you're describing, Susie, is a good example where you start to see, well, <clears throat> I don't need to be seeing him every week, to still feel the way I feel about him. That doesn't mean I don't look forward to seeing him if it's if it's five weeks. But if that then becomes, oh, that's a problem because we're not seeing each other this week, you can sort of see how then that need suddenly gets in the way of your feeling towards him. And then if it's a long distance and that feeds into your communication, you can sort of see how <clears throat> people struggle with a long distance relationship if they're not careful yeah so i i you know i do think more and more that the more we can reduce that need and then it's more about how we be in how we be in relationship to them but then being able to which i know you've done you know be able to then talk about okay but but where are we going and what what are we looking for and what does the form of this relationship look like? What might that look like? Doesn't mean you can't be having those conversations. No. You know how we're going to spend more time, or where we're going to live, or whatever it might be. It doesn't mean you can't have those, but it means you're having them from a different place. Yeah, which they're much more likely to be successful. I think Steve, we 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 don't always say that was the agreements that we were talking about a couple of episodes ago that sort of difference between when we're we're you know in in that situation we're exploring the agreements that we have between one another in the relationship that we're in but that is that is different to the expectations that we have of of each other because expectation you know brings us back to that notion of need versus your um commitment uh, sorry (laughs) Okay, I leaked the word I was going to use. Yeah. The agreements are the understanding and that that level of commitment that we have between each other. Is that would yeah. you say that's fair, Steve? Yeah, I I think that's right because then it means, you know, like in an example like Caesar, it's a long distance relationship. You can <clears throat> you can have a conversation about, you know, what what are we both, what form of this relationship, what might that look like. And then how do we how do we move towards that or how do we build this relationship so that it, it's a more, you know, an adult to adult conversation about well, what 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 do we need to agree about how we are being with each other, how we communicate when we meet? You know, it's all those things you can you can have an upfront conversation about that. And through that, I think you then agree, look, is 
can it work? Is it going to work in this form? And of course it might not. And that and that's that's part of it, but you give it the best chance. Yeah. Because but as soon as you have expectations, that's when it then becomes, well, if you do this, I'll do that. And it's that you get into that type, and then it's like, oh, that becomes becomes a bit messy. And I think some of the things that make you sort of question whether it will is because it feels it feels more difficult than you know relationships where someone's around the corner because it's like someone's got to you know be I don't know going away a lot or somebody's got to maybe move longer term so there's all of those kind of big decisions that maybe come a bit later in in other relationships but actually when you strip all of that away it's like it all comes down to you know are we going to be right for each other are we gonna you know stick together all of those things that translate to every relationship so yeah um it's almost yeah the the fundamental concerns or worries about the future are the same if that makes sense so yeah it's um you're never sure and so actually you know although you feel less sure potentially because the circumstances are challenging it's like actually that's still you can never ever be sure about anything so at the moment you know are we happy and are we moving in the right direction and are we on the same page about things and so that's really all that matters in a way mm. I think that's right because also then it, it, it because there is no right form of a relationship it's just what 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 occurs to the two of you about that and I think you know sometimes we can have our idea of what it should be and it's like, well, yeah, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe if if you're coming from the right feeling towards someone and you talk about things and you can be open about things, you might come up, you know, to your point, Gareth, you might come up with an agreement that is quite different to, to what you might have thought. But through that conversation, you think, oh, yeah, well, maybe that maybe that maybe that could work actually. Um so I I, I think sometimes. You know, we don't recognise that it's a bit like sometimes when couples are talking about children, that can feel like it's quite a black and white. Do you want, you know, one what wants, the one doesn't want the children, for example, and that can feel like, oh, that's going to, that will make a break. <clears throat> but, you know, I think there is a possibility for if that couple can come together and keep the feeling and engage from that feeling, they might be surprised at what, you know, what they decide. But you can't sort of go into it with the expectation that it will be this. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. you put, then you've just created a polarization. And that's just like it's just too, it's just too black and white. <clears throat> Again, very challenging to navigate and you see it playing out so often but yet the sense it makes so much sense it's like where do we go with that <laughs> when yeah. two people are on the, are on a different page yeah if you dig your heels in it's not gonna no it's not gonna no. end where you want it to no no that's right but i think we have to we have the hope and expectation that even in that situation where whatever it might be and whatever the circumstances where two individuals you know in a relationship where 
one of them has a fixed idea when you when we come back to the idea of one thought and actually if you you know stay stay in the places that we're describing even in that place actually we can you can change you can move even when you've got somebody so fixed on something and i'm not saying it's in the in in the moment in that conversation but i guess it would be somewhat i don't know defeatist or counter counter what we're talking about to say in that situation you can't even when it's as difficult as you know whatever the emotive or important thing might be we still have that fundamental belief that if you stay in there stay connected stay in present staying open and curious that can can shift or not (laughs) you know who knows that there probably is something to um inbuilt within my comment that says that we're trying to shift the other person which probably is 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 not what i believe either yeah well i think that's why mara's book you know one thought changed everything which was from sydney banks you know is which we've mentioned quite a few times of that was his insight really is that one thought can change everything and it's and it's so true, but you don't know what that one thought is and you don't yeah. know what the change will be and you don't know if it will change. I mean, that's the that that's that's the reality of it, really, which I think is in relationships why you have to sort of search for the feeling first and stay in the feeling of it, because if you if you stay in that that's the ground on which you're able to have open, honest conversations about things, but you don't know where that might take you. That's the, and to your point, Susie, you know, you don't know what, what, where, where it might go or where it might not go. And and I think that's what I've noticed in (laughs) this is that I can only make my own choices and I can't expect the other person to change or move to what I want. But as long as I'm making those choices, from a healthy balanced perspective and you know my state of mind is sound to be able to you know make a a good judgment call and I think that's where I I I think it's taken some guidance (laughs) and conversations around working it through but I can see the difference between when I I think I've just made a decision but actually there's a lot of negativity around it there's a lot of you know um expectation or you know and that then that's where I'm sort of stepping back and thinking don't do it now <laughs> wait until you can see a bit more clearly so I would say yeah and, and then I'm making a choice I feel comfortable with that I've you know I'm coming at it from a good place and then you know that's slightly different to hoping that the other person is just gonna come around if that makes yeah, sense I know that I'm sense. I'm in control of where I'm sitting on on something and yeah, it's yeah. And it's what feels right for me. Yeah. 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 I think in both those, what you were describing there, you know, in both situations, you know, when now's not the time, but equally when you do know, you, you absolutely know, and there's no, there's no doubt in your mind. Yeah. And it's kind of clear. Yeah. Just feels, I'm not expecting you to respond in any sort of way. I'm just putting out there where I've landed on this and, and, it feels comfortable it feels you know um yeah and you're not hoping for a certain outcome or anything it's just I've, i'll put it out there <laughs> yeah yeah 
I, I, we talk about it a lot, don't we? About let 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 the wisdom come. You you will you will know when that uh, what that arrives. Um, the the the, <laughs> the weird analogy I've got I've got in my head is like when you buy in I don't know clothes or shoes and stuff like that, and you know something you go know, I I don't know I'm not I'm not sure there's not something that's sort of quite quite right. And then actually when you find something that you absolutely adore and think looks fantastic, you just know, you just know that that this is exactly what, what I want to do. And, and I, I know I'm, it's a, it is a weird example because you go, okay, what the, what the hell has that got to do with it? But I, but I, I think though those are the glimmers and the evidence of that, that, it, that you just, you just know, and if you're not sure, really, it is a case of either, you know, in a case of you know, it's certainly not a resounding yes, because when it is resounding yeses, whatever that might be, you absolutely know. I and I think that I... is that that is the moment where the wisdom comes, whatever it might be, be it shoes or coats, I don't know. And that's that's where this understanding really helps with decision making as well. And I that's that's something that I've applied this to generally, you know big life decisions if it sometimes you're just not ready to make that decision and trying to force it or overthink it is not going to get you to where you need to be and so stepping back from it so I suppose if it's buying shoes or whatever it might be bigger <laughs> life decisions are just thinking if it's not feeling comfortable and clear I'm probably not in the right state of mind I'm not ready mm. let the thinking drop away a bit a new thought will come and like you say, it's norm. We normally know, but we're doing all of the. But what if it's the wrong decision? What if it doesn't turn out how I want it to? What, what if it all goes wrong? And all of that is just unhelpful thinking because we don't know. Like we can't predict anything. Mm. Um. So again, noticing the thinking around a big decision, stepping back from it, or just giving yourself a bit of a break from that thinking. Um. And then normally, from what I've found, is that you'll just ease into it when you yeah. let the noise go away <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and I think yeah. sometimes you just need to I always remember Gareth you might not remember this but it was quite a few years ago I think you were you were making a decision about something to do with the job and things and you said oh you know can we just have a quick conversation and it was like uh, I always remember because I was at an airport going off somewhere and um, and it was really interesting as you were talking through the two options, which was, you know, I could, I could do this, or I could sort of could do that. And you were just literally talking. And so in a way it wasn't, you just, it was just like you getting your thinking out of your head and just being able to, and yeah, I was remember because you said to me, oh, well, you know, what do you think? What do you think about this thing? And I said, oh, I think you already know. And he goes, and so Gareth stopped and he says, yeah, I want to. I want to take that option, don't I? And I said, well, just the way you talked about it, <laughs> there was a different feeling and energy to it than there was about the the sort of other. Which I think, if you remember, I think it was a slightly riskier option as well, actually. Um, so I think sometimes you do, you do need that opportunity just to almost just talk your thinking out. I think a lot of the time. You know, I certainly do. I certainly use people to do that because you sometimes it's in your head and you sort of think, you know, the right thing, but it's not until you articulate it um, that you make sense of it yourself. And then very often it's at that point you sort of know, really. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I've even done it with people with 
quite big decisions where I'll, I remember someone who worked for me years ago and she was up when I go back, she goes back to New Zealand or not. And she, she was in London and she loved London. And we talked it through quite a few times and I could tell where her feeling was and the energy because her parents were getting quite old and her dad was in a lot of ill health. And, you know, she said, oh, I can't make it. And I said, well, look, let's just toss a coin. Let's just toss a coin. If you're really like, it's that, let's just let life decide. And so I got I had my wallet and I took the coin out and I said, you know, I said to her, right, are you okay? She said, yeah, yeah, okay. So she fixed the heads to go back, I think, and tells to stay. And then just before I tossed the coin, I said to her, right, what are you hoping for? She said, heads. I said, there you are. And that was her decision. And it was, she did go, she went back to New Zealand. But you could tell, because it was like, I could tell the way she was talking and the way she was engaging with it, it was sort of there. But it's sometimes quite hard to then, you rationalise it and you sort of, you, you, you overthink it again. So again, it's that feeling, it's the, it, the feeling comes through and what the person's saying and with this I've definitely noticed when I'm doing that a lot more yeah <laughs> so I naturally sort of don't go there with the the thinking that tries to confuse me I guess mm. that's what that's what we're doing mm. Susie I'm conscious we we gave you a, a couple more questions uh to prep for today that um probably as we predicted we we haven't asked you but um was was there anything in those questions and your own thinking that perhaps you haven't had the opportunity to share that you would like to to share with us i don't think so i think i've covered everything that was on my mind yeah that um one of one of the questions so so maybe we'll repeat it but i think it's a lovely place perhaps to end today's conversation was if there was one thing that you'd like to share with with the listener and the person you know listening to this conversation today what what would it be so hard to boil it down into one thing i think where it all started for me was being curious about my thinking and so I would say that would be the starting point for me on moving towards, you know, really kind of um, instilling this understanding is just being curious of your thinking. Mm. Lovely. Mm. Steve, anything else that comes to mind that you want to <laughs> to share? Um. No, I suppose, I mean, obviously, I've known you for a while, Susie, so <clears throat> I've sort of seen how you've, how you approach it. And I think there is something about that curiosity, but the openness as well, I think, which is what I've really, you know, because like this long distance relationship, you know, that's not, that's not an easy thing to navigate when you're, you know, you're in a busy job. I know he's in a busy job you know, in different parts of the world, you you sort of realise it's a real test, I think, of, um, of you, you know, who you're being. And I suppose that's the thing I can really, um, I think is really impressive, you know, is just that ability just to, to take something that's quite difficult, quite challenging, that, you know, can suck you into it, more into the, like you said, other people saying, 
should be this, it should be that, and so on. Um, so I think that's just a really wonderful quality to have that openness and that curiosity. Um, and so it's lovely to watch, actually. It's lovely to sort of see that and see someone doing it in situations that's not, you know, not not easy. So um, I think that's a real sort of credit to your willingness to to do that, actually, and be open to that. Well, I don't think I'd be where I am, Steve, without your pearls of wisdom. So it's a well, lot sure of thanks you to you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Gareth? Are there any reflections from what we've covered today? Um, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll f- perhaps finish with with, with two things. Uh, one is I absolutely do recall that conversation, Steve, we had. <laughs> I can tell you exactly where I was. So I know where you were and you were oh, right. You were in an airport. I know exactly where where I was. Like, it was one of those things because I was driving at the time and didn't want to be driving when you, when you called. So I, I pulled over and, and, and oh, it was like one of the most random stops because, you know, you know, you just sometimes you just got to you know, sort of take a call. But I know exactly where I was and that and, and everything you were describing at actually was how that conversation uh played played out and uh, i think i think the the wonderful thing about that that conversation and what you did that day was that you you were completely in well the phrase i want to use you were you were just in service and and attentive um and, and and i guess you know it just demonstrates this i guess that power that we can have when we are completely you know connected to a conversation and connected to a relationship um because you're right you you absolutely had to do very very little other than the absolutely critical thing of just you know asking me that simple question and and playing that that back and it was you know it it was it was massive and it and it was a, a a a you know a big deal at the time and probably still is a big deal quite frankly so um so yeah i uh i compl- i completely remember that and i just you know just i guess reiterate that point of in in relationships whatever form they are the impact that we can have when we are coming from our state of being where we're coming from a place of service and attention to the other person and the impact that we can have so i think it's a, it is a lovely um example um, and I guess the second thing um, uh, I, I thought I'd share is just something that you, you said very early on, Susie. I just thought it was a lovely place to to, to finish because I think it's 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 a different take on some words that we've used um, in previous episodes. But what you brilliantly said was there is no effort for life to become a whole lot easier. <laughs> and, and I just I just think that's uh, that's just lovely. Susie, we are super appreciative of you joining us today. Thank you for being so open. Thank you for being so warm and sharing and and just uh giving us all just some you know interesting and wonderful insights from from the things that you know you've learned from your understanding of being and some of the experiences that you've had and how they've played out in just a everyday simple ways that we can uh, relate to so you know massive massive thank you and and lots of lots of love thank you so much i've really enjoyed it it's been great thanks Susie. okay bye everyone okay well that's that was um uh, episode eight um of season two uh we will be back take care we'll see you soon bye